It's the golden ticket question. Is it possible to make money on Instagram? Can you actually sell products there? And what about coaching? Can you sell services there? Isn't Instagram all about beauty and fashion? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) What you're about to hear is part one in a series of episodes on Instagram monetization. Yes! In this series, you will discover several different ways to earn an income through the platform. And you will be amazed at all the ideas my special guests are sharing. Today's Instagram expert and special guest is Susie Goodwin. And I'm so excited to share this delightful friend with you. Susie is a 100-mile ultramarathoner, former Guinness World Record holder, triplet mom, and podcaster. Wow, right? Her podcast called Run Lift Mom provides quick bites of training advice and interviews with subject matter experts. We're going to hear from Susie today on how she uses organic marketing to drive traffic to her podcast from Instagram, how she grew her platform organically, and her top three tips for Instagram monetization. Y'all, this is going to be amazing. Listen in. Hey there, it's Ruthie from RuthieGray.mom, and welcome to Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. This is the podcast that teaches you how to authentically deliver your message in a non-pushy way. If you want to receive engagement and investment on your Insta time, listen in. And now, here's your host, me, Ruthie Gray. Welcome to the show, Susie. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, too. I love this. On my show, Run Lift Mom, I mean, I geek out over like fitness and running stuff. I don't really talk a lot about business. So this is a really fun thing for me to get to do with you, Ruthie. Yes. And one of the first things you said to me was that your ultimate goal is to honor God. And that makes my soul sing. Can you speak to that for just a minute? Absolutely. You know, um, everything, you know, we're talking Instagram today. So I hope that folks will connect with me at Run Lift Mom Pod. But if they listen to my show, they're going to hear me at the end of every single show, cite 1 Timothy 4 8. And so what that says is for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And that might sound funny. From, you know, a podcast talking about lifting weights and running and those, those physical things. But it's a very important reminder for me, as well as the people listening, that our faith is more important than our physical strength or wellness. So diligence, not only for the body, but in faith as well. I love that. Well, there's one more thing we have in common is that I used to be a runner myself. And actually, I wasn't a runner until my 40s. Tell me about that passion on the physical side. 
For sure. So if you were to Google me, you would see that I am a former Guinness World Record holder. I actually, I'm a triplet mom. And so I pushed my triplets for a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And at the time, it was the fastest with a triple pram female, um, you guys. And if you've never seen a triplet running stroller, let me just paint a picture for you. It's like three and a half feet wide. Okay. They're like side by side. It's, it's, looks bananas. And it was really, we live in a very hilly area. My husband is active duty at Fort Bragg. Um, So if anyone's ever been to Fayetteville, North Carolina, you guys, if you're not on a hill, you're not on the course. So it was about 120 pounds worth of baby and stroller. And I weigh about a buck 20 as well. So that was probably my most proud physical accomplishment, not just because of the sheer effort, but also because we did it as a fundraiser for the NICU where they spent their first two months of life. They were preemies. I'm also a 50 state marathoner. I've got 47 of the 50 states. I've done Boston, New York, Chicago, all those guys. And last summer, um, at the time of this recording, last summer was 2020, I did a 100 miler and that's always been on my bucket list. So I'm really proud of those things. And well, you should be. 47 states is nothing to sneeze at. And running behind a a triplet stroller. Wow. What a mental image that is. (laughs) Okay. Now for the meat. So you, Susie, you have a nice size following on Instagram. And obviously we know it takes many moving parts to grow a successful Instagram account. But what would you say you did first to get the wheels in motion? I want to point out, so I like Instagram. Of all the social media platforms that we can be on, and I am on other platforms, Instagram, I love. Yes, I use it for my blog and my podcast. But I mean, first and foremost, Instagram doesn't feel like work. So initially when I launched this account and I launched it from zero, just like everybody else, I launched it from absolutely zero. And y'all, I'm not famous. I had a blip on the radar with that Guinness World Record, but it seriously was like five minutes of fame. You wouldn't know my name, right? To look me up on Instagram. So I started from zero, but I like it. It's a happy place for me. And so with that in mind, initially, I just was very consistent. Consistency compounds, and I can't emphasize that enough. I was very consistent. I'm checking in and I'm engaging daily. And now, I mean, two and a half years later, from a business sense, I'm still doing that. And I think so many people don't realize that the consistency, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very high of the whole equation of what needs to be done on Instagram. You must be consistent, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming because, you know, having this conversation in 2021, right? At the time of this recording, you can show up in the feed, you can show up in stories, you can show up in reels, you can show up on IGTV. And someone who is new to the platform might, I mean, their head might be spinning right now and they're like, oh man, I don't even want to touch this. Way too many moving pieces. But what I'm saying is if you just show up somewhere, Mm -hmm. Every day, just like fitness, just like with running or lifting weights, consistency compounds. The best single thing you can do for your fitness or for Instagram is be consistent. That's right. That's right. And you started in 2018, right? Yeah. You know, I had a personal account prior to that. 
Um, and when I started my Instagram business account, it was actually for a direct sales brand. I'm no longer with that brand. Um, but you know, that was, that was the trend. That was a thing. You started a business account and you sold your stuff. And what I quickly found was I was enjoying that. I was enjoying that business account more than my personal account. I was kind of forgetting my personal account a lot of times. And so I actually just archived the personal account. And when you're hearing this though, I don't want you to think that I just sold stuff all day. And that was fun times to me. I was sharing a combination of the promotional, right? Like the, it was activewear. So I was sharing the activewear as well as things about my personality and purposeful information about running and weightlifting. So that's why it was fun because I wasn't just trying to sell and monetize the entire time. So you started in 2018 and now you are over 10K and it's 2021. So something that you mentioned to me though, was that you noticed as your audience grew, your sales diminished. Speak to that for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's something that most entrepreneurs don't think about when they see large accounts. And again, mine isn't huge. I'm at about 14K right now, but I started from zero in July, 2018. And what I noticed, and this is not N equals one stuff. It is the same with other people with similarly sized accounts that I compare notes with. When you grow, you convert less, right? Because suddenly in your audience's eyes, you're not this real woman with triplets who's running on the treadmill in the garage. You're Now you've got that K beside that follower number. And we know, I know the people that listen to your show, they're business, you know, business people. We know that those are vanity numbers and that we should not get caught up in the followers. But there's a but. Mm-hmm. There's a perception thing. There's a perception thing with that. And so I noticed that once I got the swipe up, which you think would be a slam dunk, right? For monetizing, Mm -hmm. for selling things, it was actually harder for me to convert. I think that's so interesting, but it really drives home a point that you can still, you can still market on Instagram and from Instagram with a smaller audience. I'm living proof of that right here. I don't even have 10K yet, but it's because of one thing you said before, consistency and then developing relationships too. So having that swipe up is nice, but it's not everything, is it? (laughs) Really not, you know, and just as if somebody is really close to 10K right now, they're listening to this and they're at like 9,500 and they're almost there, yay. I just want to point out that like, Yay, when you get there, you're going to have a different problem arise. And for that person listening that maybe they're starting from zero right now, they're like, man, it's a long climb. Friend, I want to let you know that for every time that I have said to my audience, hey, message me, send me a message. (laughs) Nobody does it. Nobody does it because they see 14K and they think I'm not going to respond to messages. So we have to grow and stretch and learn at each stage of the way, I guess. So let's talk about this. Do you have one specific goal for your account? Like, is it the podcast or do you diversify? And if so, how much traffic would you say goes to your shop from Instagram or is it all going to the podcast? So I'm no longer with the activewear brand. Um, What I found was, so I started the podcast because I wanted a place to connect with my customers off of Instagram. 
Okay. So I had Instagram first and then the podcast grew from that. I grew an audience that would yield listeners on the podcast. And so I want to make that point, but the podcast is my end game period because now I have the listenership to be able to monetize that in itself. And so I'm talking, you know, per episode or guest partnership. Sometimes when you hear people come on my show and they're talking about a documentary that they did, and then you see that I've done a blog series with them. Look, I'm a really nice girl, but I've charged them for that. Okay. <laughs> charged them for that. I'm monetizing it. And then additionally, I have affiliate partnerships. So I have partners where I am my own sponsor inside of my podcast, as well as in all of my show notes are in blog articles. So when you go to Run Lift Mom, when you click in the show notes, you're not going to see your time-based stamps and you're not going to see all that stuff. You're going to see a link. It's to my blog. That's where you're going to see the time-based stamps. That's where you're also going to see some dialogue that wasn't in the show, kind of an extra for you for going to the show notes. And mm-hmm. it is going to be laced where appropriate with some of my affiliate partners. And that's how I monetize the podcast. I own the feed for the podcast. I own the website that people are clicking on. So I love Instagram. And I said before, oh, it's my happy place. And guys, that's where I promote my show for sure. That's where my audience was born from. But if Instagram like packed up and walked away tomorrow, I would be fine. I would still be able to contribute to the household because my business doesn't live on Instagram. I use Instagram as a tool to drive my business. That's so important. It's important for us not to put all our eggs in one basket, even though we love Instagram so much. There are other ways to do that, like the newsletter and another, you know, a few other social media outlets or whatever that we're going to talk about upcoming. But that is so smart of you. (laughs) I love that. Um, I've got a newsletter. I related to my podcast. I've got email marketing going. I have a text message group. I have affiliate partners that do super sales all the time. And so my listeners know, hey, there's always a sale going on at this brand. And so I have something they can opt into and I can get right in their text when those sales go live. Now they're opting into it. And I'm not telling you I have thousands of people that have raised their hands to go shopping with me, but it's a fair amount. And it's, again, it's something that lives off of social media. But how did I get the people there? Social media, connecting on social media on Instagram. Yes. Yes. And so really your secret is indirect monetization as a result of driving traffic off of Instagram and onto your self-hosted blog site, which is so smart. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, never say never, but I have yet to run an ad. Now, you guys, I'm not Scrooge McDuck, okay? I'm not like backstroking in dollar bills or anything, but I'm able to contribute to the household in a very meaningful way. And it's all organic traffic. And I would say, yeah, it's very, very Instagram-based. So let's talk about organic marketing. And one of the first things you said to me in our correspondence was, I grew an audience on Instagram before launching the show. And I'm pretty certain I have more downloads than anyone my size. And I focus a lot on marketing the show organically. So take us through the first steps you did for this. Yeah, so when I started the show, I came out of the gates hot and heavy. Now there might be somebody listening. (laughs) If you want to start a podcast friend, I'm not giving you the blueprint for starting a podcast because guess what? There isn't one. It's just like being an entrepreneur. You can do it however you want. This is what worked for me because remember, I'm nobody. 
I like, I'm not famous. I don't like, I'm nobody. (laughs) So, um, I did interviews and I actually did for my first month. I did two a week. Now this took a lot. It took a lot of work and I probably worked on it for a month and a half prior to that launch month. But then from that point, I'm publishing two interviews per week for the first month. Okay. So my first 10 episodes are interviews. Now this was back early, early 2019 when podcasts just, there was a larger barrier to entry for podcasts. It's a lot easier to get into the space now. And I think you should come. The water's good. But um, this was, I will say when somebody is an interviewee on a podcast, they're excited about it. Like Ruthie, I love this conversation we're having. It's one that I don't often get to have on my own show. So guess what? When you air it, I'm going to tell people I was on your show and then they're going to listen to it. And they're going to be like, man, I want to learn more about Instagram too. This Lucy knows exactly what she's talking about and they're going to listen to more of your shows. And so that happened for me over and over and over again. I went hard and heavy in that first month and then I continued to do interviews. I've now done, I counted it up before we got on. I've done 176 shows and over a hundred of them, well over a hundred of them have been interviews. So when you think about that, that is every time I interview somebody, they're sharing with their network. So that's Mm -hmm. one way that I grew organically. Another way that I grew organically was for the first several months of the show, I had a team of ambassadors. I had a team of women that they were my ideal listener. Okay, they were my ideal listener, a busy, fitness-minded mom. And I passed on my activewear discount. It was a rep discount, didn't cost me anything. They didn't have to order something, but if they wanted to, they could get it at my discount. So I'm not paying anything. Mm -hmm. And I had 20 people that could order, you know, active wear rep discount anytime they wanted. But the caveat was they had to share my show every single week. And so I gave them some ideas as to how they do that. Essentially, I was giving them a marketing packet of how to share One Lift Mom. But then, so not only did I have these interviewees sharing, but I had these other women that we're sharing as well. And because we're talking about Instagram, you guys know what happens when somebody shares on social, right? They're they're screenshotting your show and they're tagging you. Guess what? That's one less thing I have to share that day. And it's the social proof that we know we need almost every single day when we're in business. So now I have to work less. I've got that social proof. Doesn't cost me anything. And I, I gotta have to give those women a lot of credit. Those ambassadors early on, they really helped me shape the show because they saw themselves and they were my inner circle. And you guys, they would give me constructive criticism. Like it was something that I didn't think about when I asked them to do it. I just thought it was an exchange of like, you know, promotion for activewear. But then they would say, I mean, if you go into my back catalog, my early episodes, they're really longer than it should be for a fitness minded mom in her thirties. Okay. And so like the format of the show now has changed as a result of kind of that focus group that I had promoting for me. And then finally, I do a lot on Pinterest. I do a lot on Pinterest. I use Tailwind, which is a scheduling app and both seasonally as well as for my evergreen stuff. It's on a loop all the time. I'm constantly promoting my back catalog on Pinterest, I do take the time to do the graphics to promote that back catalog stuff and it gets plays. When it's a guest's birthday, guess what? I put their show, I promote it in Instagram and I do have the swipe up. 
So I put it in the swipe up on Instagram. I say, happy birthday, Taylor. I say, oh, Taylor was one of my guests that as a 20 year old was over 300 pounds. She lost over a hundred pounds and kept it off. She's on a fitness journey. Every time she has a weight loss, like celebration, I celebrate her very publicly Mm -hmm. and her show has, I mean, it's one of my number one shows. And see, that is so smart to use community to, I always say this, community grows opportunity. So if you serve your community well, like you have, then they love to promote you. They love to tag you in stories. You share their story and you tag them back. And a lot of times they'll do it again, you know? And so it's so good to do that, to to leverage that community the way you did. And also, though, when you mentioned Pinterest, and and of course, this is an Instagram show. However, (laughs) you know, once you get a good handle on Instagram, you should think about being on a, I mean, Pinterest is just like a, a search engine in and of itself, you know, just like Google. So you might want to think about that down the road because it does help drive traffic as well. Right. So that's like 2.0 stuff for the advanced listener. Mm-hmm. May I speak directly though to a beginning listener, like somebody at the beginning of their journey? Mm-hmm. Please. I know what you're thinking, you're probably looking at like your phone, like what you might post, or you're looking in your computer at the content that you might post. And you're like, man, I feel like a little bit like vain or me monster, or like my life is boring and I don't know what to post. This is an easy out and you don't need a podcast to do it. Community, celebrating others, uplifting others that inspire you or that have, you know, that you have a connection with, making someone else feel like a star and feel fantastic is easy. (laughs) Now you're talking about them and not you. So it takes some of that off of you. And it's, it's just, it's, it's great to live in that abundance mindset. And it makes your job on Instagram easier when you celebrate others. The more you give on Instagram, the more you get, that's just how Instagram works, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's what I teach my people all the time. And the more I celebrate them, the more they celebrate me and it's just like a big love fest and it works. It really works well. It's a beautiful thing. I love that you brought that out. Now I have a juicy question for you. What's your best advice for someone wanting to monetize on Instagram? Your top three tips. Absolutely. So number one, I'm going to say use content arcs that lead to a promotional ask. So let me break that down. If if I've got that like beginner, right? Somebody that's at the starting line and, and wanting to get going with this and they're like, what? What's she talking about? She's speaking Greek. Use, use content arcs that lead to a promotional ask. So you mentioned that a lot of your students are selling a course or a book or something like that. Okay. If that is the ask, you are going to take an aspect of that promotion, the thing that you're promoting, be it a service or product or whatever it might be. And you're going to maybe take this a week, sometimes two at a time. And you are going to post things that have to do with your personality, that have to do with serving value first. You're not saying buy from me, enroll with me. You're not, that's a promotional ask, right? Mm -hmm. You are telling them, I'll give you an example. So I, as part of Run, Lift Mom, um, you can buy training schedules for me. They're 
training schedules for time-starved mothers who want to do a half marathon or a marathon, but they just can't commit to like Monday X miles, Tuesday X, like that is just way too much for them, but they still want to have that race experience. So a content arc might look like this. A personality post might be just how chaotic my life is because I am a homeschooling triplet mom. And it's just a commentary on that. Okay. So I've got a couple of those things. Then maybe I'm weaving in, hey guys, here's what I did to shave 10 minutes off in our morning. I'm putting my kids to bed in their clothes they're wearing the next day. That's right. My boys are wearing joggers and t-shirts and my little girl is wearing leggings and a t-shirt. And guess what? I save fights and I save 10 minutes in the morning. That's a time saver, right? Because my promotional ask is a training schedule for someone who is time starved. Or maybe I'm posting a workout. Again, this is a giving value. Hey guys, mm-hmm. I only had 20 minutes. I slept in today or I don't know, life happened. And so I had 20 minutes after my warm up. and here's what I did. Now at the end of that content arc, I'm not giving away everything for free, right? Mm-hmm. But like if somebody has been following along, they're like, yeah, my life's crazy too. Oh yeah, oh wow, that pajama thing really works. You can dress your kid in what they're gonna wear the next day. That's awesome, right? So now they're, they're with me, they're with me. So when I come in and say, hey, If you want to train for a fall race, all you need is 12 weeks and 30 bucks. Go to my website. I've got a training schedule for you. Mm -hmm. Now they're more likely to say yes, Mm -hmm. because I've used my content that I'm promoting on it or that I'm posting on Instagram to lead to that promotional ask. Does that make sense? Yes. And I've never heard it called a content arc, but I like that. It's just like, what I call dropping the breadcrumbs. You're sharing bits and pieces of your life, how you make this work. For me, it's Instagram, my struggles, and they're saying me too. And then I lead up to, well, you know, here's the thing that you can get for only, you know, XYZ amount. And that is the long run way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, old school salespeople. So you guys, I cut my teeth on selling yellow pages. So you'll have to forgive me. But I mean, like old school sales technique, it's called a trial close. Okay. So in social media world, we're calling it breadcrumbs. We're calling it content arc. Your old school salespeople, they call it a trial close. It's Mm -hmm. where you get someone agreeing with you during a conversation. Mm -hmm. That way, when you go for the close, i.e. to sign the contract, You just hand them the pen and they do it. Now, this is not to deceive anybody. This is not to like bamboozle them or anything like that. But if you can share something about your life and have them nodding yes and saying yes, when it's time to hand them the proverbial contract, which might be an enrollment to your course or your book, they're more likely to buy. I'm not telling you they're going to buy. They're more likely to buy if you have been trial closing them. Yes. You're not saying buy my thing every single post. You are serving your audience and you're meeting a need and you know you have the answer to what they're seeking. Those of those who are hanging on every post, you know, and like really soaking up what you're saying and stories and taking all your polls, you know, you have the answer so that once you finally share it, you're serving. It's your obligation to share that answer, right? (laughs) 
Yes, yes, absolutely. You asked me for three. That's going to be the one that I really want to focus on. I also do want to mention, though, don't give away everything. I know that we've just talked about like trial closes and we've said, yeah, give them value. Don't give away everything because there is a whole subset of people out there on the internet machine that will take everything for free and never buy anything. If you train them to expect everything from you for free, they're never going to buy anything. This is kind of like, you know, your retailers that always put things on sale. You're never buying anything full price because you know that it always goes on sale. So just be very conscious of how you're training your audience. And then finally, I want to remind you that on Instagram, the community happens in comments. So I know, Ruthie, I've listened to your show. I know that you encourage people to always respond back, right? In comments for posts like that. Yes. You guys, that stuff is great. The conversion though, the conversion, it happens in messages. It happens, you gotta try to get into somebody's inbox. You gotta try to get in their inbox. That's why when we talked about earlier, as your account grows, the perception that you're a real person goes down. And so it's harder to get in somebody's inbox. I just, I, I, I want to set the stage for you there because if you have a smaller account, I want you to consider this a competitive advantage because conversions happen in the inbox, in the direct messages. So to wrap up, Susie, thank you so much for your time here. You have a lovely family photo at the bottom of your work with me survey, actually page that's in your link in bio. And this is an area that moms want to cultivate a strong family presence, allowing room to grow, though, as individuals and model great character for our children. What would you say to moms of multiples building a business on Instagram? You know, I would say you are you. You are uniquely you. And that is your superpower. So you guys, it is really exhausting to be, to fake it right? It's really exhausting to be something that you're not. That's got a very short shelf life. So if you see someone doing something on Instagram, that's not your jam or not your style, it's okay to cheer them on and admire them. You don't need to emulate them though. You'll do things your way and put your flavor on it. You are you and that is exactly why someone will connect with you and be attracted to you and ultimately buy from you. That's right. So if you see someone else doing like reels every day, that doesn't mean you have to do reels every day. You need to find the fit for you and make it work while you're serving your audience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Susie, thank you so much for being with us. How can folks find you? I mentioned I have the Run Lift Mom podcast and then also my blog and all the things that's at Run Lift Mom Pod. Dot com. I'm on Instagram as Run Lift Mom Pod. And um, I just love connecting with folks. Like I say, my show is not about business, but clearly I love talking business. And so I look forward to connecting with your listeners, Ruthie. Yes. And thank you so much. You're so personable. Uh, you guys, if you leave Susie a comment, if you go talk to her, if you listen to this, please go follow her, talk to her, say hi. She will answer you back. <laughs> She's um, She is very people oriented and, and service oriented and just such a, such a light. And so it's been so, so great to have you, Susie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ruthie. Community happens in comments. Conversion happens in messages. 
What a truth bomb, right? Susie delivered so much value today. So I hope you take the time to digest and even re-listen to this episode. As always, I share a condensed blog version in the show notes. But wait, there's more. Susie shared a valuable tip called strategic quitting that directly impacted her podcast and income growth. If you are considering a pivot or you feel as if you're doing way too many things, but you don't know what to cut, this will help you choose how to organize your time and monetize. You can listen to that soundbite called Susie Goodwin's Zone of Genius in today's show notes by clicking episode 38, Generate Instagram Revenue by Driving Traffic to Your Website. As always, thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week for part two of this series on Instagram monetization. Woohoo!